Okay. Hey, would you mind just sharing a little, just about what you said earlier about how long you've been going to these things? Can, can that be recorded? Uh, yeah, we won't, we won't okay. divulge your name. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, I've been going to, well, actually around 18, I had an experience of, which I didn't know what it was, of no self, I guess you could say, just uh, pure consciousness, quiet, contentment. That started my search for finding that to stay in that all the time. And yeah, it's been 40 years. You know, meditation retreats, teachers, books, lectures, techniques. You know, it all works. Yeah, I was once I was reading this Buddhist magazine, Tricycle. You must have had a subscription yeah. to that, yeah. <laughs> so I was reading that magazine, and there was this little one-page. Uh, editorial story from a, a famous meditation teacher I think Buddhist meditation he had he'd been doing it for 30 years and there was all these longtime students were coming up to him and said I've been practicing for 25 years and actually nothing radically has changed yeah so I just closed that book and almost that was that I mean if you can't learn from others you're destined to sort of like they say if you can't learn from the past you're destined to repeat it if you can't learn from others, you're destined to repeat the same behavior. And you expect different results, but that's a form of insanity. Yeah. So when I, I gave it a good shot, I mean, I wasn't one of those great spiritual seekers, but I meditated every day, and I went on retreats, and I saw teachers, and I tried different forms of vipassana and all this, which is a form of meditation. But one day, it just, the bottom just dropped out. Yeah. And I realized, uh, I realized you need to do nothing, yeah? Yet, for me to have a sense of being a spiritual seeker, I have to do a lot. So there was like a, a push and pull. It's sort of like my pants fell down, which revealed I needed to do nothing, but my conditional mind wanted to pull those pants up and keep on doing something because it was identified as being a spiritual seeker. The only thing else I was doing in my life was house painting, and by that time I wasn't even that good of a house painter. So I didn't really have any like tag to hang my hat on, my identification, so I felt like I was a good spiritual seeker, and I'd get enough approval, hey, I, you know, you got that loving gaze, I'd practice, whatever, and you know, I could sit longer than other people, and I had a, you know, I thought I had some spiritual notches on my belt. And I saw the mind was clinging to that idea, yeah? But the reality was, you need do nothing. And so when those pants fell down, for some godforsaken reason, for some grace, my, I didn't pick the pants back up. And it was really uncomfortable for a few months, yeah? I was walking around, I felt really vulnerable, I didn't have a little spiritual shield by doing things, and a lot of things that I had been... Uh, pushing away because they seemed so real was something uh, were coming and starting to land on me yeah and the beautiful thing and i believe some spiritual practices the mind can use it as another way of denying something yeah just like drug addiction just like sex addicts there's a way of trying to uh it's just a form of denial now spirituality's got a lot of nobility in it so it's a trickier one than drug addiction yeah it's a very tricky for me because my mind, like all our minds, give everything all the meaning it has. So 
for some reason, my mind gave spirituality a very noble reason. So that gave it a, a, a better adhesive quality. There was more bondage to that, that idea of being a seeker than, let's say, a dishwasher or, let's say, a house painter. Yeah? And I thought it was more important to meditate than to sort of mow the lawn. It was a giant hierarchy of what's a valuable behavior and what isn't. It was all selfing, unbelievably. Yeah. Now I'd rather read like a New York Yankee blog than any spiritual spiritual scripture. The last thing I want to go into is spirituality. Last place because the mind thinks there's gold there. You know, they, it thinks a piece of coal is jewels. It's a jewel, but you're the jewel. Any light that anything is seemingly uh, trans transmitting is your own light yes it's a pale reflection of your own virgin mind and that mind hasn't changed one bit there's a mental process that has sort of taken our attention and interest away from a larger aspect of mind yeah so here's this let's say there's a sky right now and that would be like mind in a way and there's one little cloud appearing in it yeah now, our conditional mind, its attention and interest goes to the one little cloud. And it, by that concentration on that, it, it sort of blacks out this, all of this. And, and even that cloud of that could represent this. Yeah, It could re- represent the allness of everything, that path of this and that. But it's actually blocking out your uh, vision because it's now a form of looking. You're now looking for the truth instead of recognizing this is it. Yeah, you're, you're starting to looking for that, you know, enlightenment instead of recognize you're seeing from the only place or non-place that could ever harbor enlightenment, which is your own mind. Yeah, your own mind, crystal clear like this sky. Yeah, the thoughts are just clouds appearing in it. Yes, but what happens with a thought? When we see it from ignorance, we take the thought to be my thought. We take that thought to be my thought. So now it's like my cloud. And then let's say 40 thoughts come by, and each one of them is held as mine. I'm the thinker of that, yeah? That's my cloud. After a while, those clouds create a weather front. Yes? They're not, you don't sense, you don't experience the consciousness of seeing the cloud. You're now under this influence of a giant weather front. Yeah? Because all of these thoughts and all of these feelings and all of the seeing and all of the hearing and all of the feeling has been claimed. By, has been claimed by a mental process. The process with every thought that's seen and what sees it is not you, it's consciousness. Yeah? Awareness is what facilitates anything to be seen. It's awareness. You do not facilitate it. You facilitate that awareness to see it. You're like a camera. And the light is not you, in a sense, as the camera, but the light comes through you. And it's the light that is illuminating everything so it can be noted and seen. Even thoughts, all feelings, everything. Yeah? Then, while this is going on, actually a little after, because conscious contact, if you looked at it in a linear way, conscious contact is the beginning and the end. Yes? You are never going to be behind the conscious contact. You are never going to be the doer of consciousness. You are being seen. What's producing a sense of you is being seen by consciousness. 
yet what's being seen by consciousness is never going to see consciousness. Yeah? You're never going to see your original face. You are never going to see the truth. You are not going to be there if enlightenment seems to happen. Yeah? That's the whole point. And yet a lot of us are holding out so that we'll be there when everything gets great. It's the reason why it doesn't seem great now is you're here. And you'll be here when that greatness arises. And in a very short period of time, it'll be nuded. It'll become an experience you had. And that will drive you fucking crazy for 40 years. <laughs> That's how the mind will use it. Yeah? Here was a beautiful experience of your own absence. And the mind has harped on that for 40 years, punishing, punishing, quote unquote, you because you're not there. Yet, in fact, you were never there. Now, let's go with the flow, and then you can ask later. Yeah? So, all right. Here's the sky. Clouds. Even if it's a lot of clouds, a lot of clouds. If they're seen as clouds, they tend to pass. Yeah? As soon as it's my clouds, it moves into a state called the weather front. Now, you can feel like you're under the weather front without any clouds. Yeah? It's become a state of mind and attitude. It sits on us all freaking day. And it's the one that decides how much light comes in. Yeah? And it's never going to change when you're in this position of being under the weather front. What we're saying is you're not that. You're, you're on the side of the sun. There can be millions of clouds. The light isn't interrupted whatsoever. You're on this side. You're now seeing the clouds. You're not trying to see the sun from here with the clouds able to block that. You're in the sun. You are of the sun. So you see the clouds, but they don't have the power to prevent you from seeing the sun because you are the seeing. Yeah, you're it. This isn't about, i got to get a huge vacuum to suck all the clouds out of the sky every day so I can have this clear sky. Oh, there's a cloud. Fuck it. You know? This is all what processes are like. They're like polishing the mirror all day. Yeah? But what reflection do you see? You see the reflection of the polisher. You don't see the empty reflection of the mind. Yeah? When you, as you, are busy polishing the mirror to try to create a better reflection, what do you see better? You! It's the emptiness of the mind is what is, that's the mirror with no image in it. That's what mind is like. Mind is just a reflective ability. Right now it's reflecting things and thoughts and feelings, but at the same time that's going on, it's a two-sided mirror. It's all, it's all, it's also reflecting infinity. Yeah? It's reflecting emptiness. It's reflecting all there is. Yeah? So in manifestation, all there is seems to be all of this. Yeah? But in non-manifestation, all there is is all there is. Yeah? Empty of anything, spacious, just like your mind. Yeah? So the mind sees its original face with no image in the mirror. Yeah? When it doesn't see an image, no polisher, no you know, Windex sprayer and wiping down, it just reflects its own face. But it's not a face, yeah? It's seeing nothing. And that's what you are. You're exactly what you're seeing. You're not what you're looking for. And you're not what's looking. But you're exactly what you're seeing. The seeing, right now. As soon as something's added to that, it's something. Yeah, you don't need to add on to nothing. 
nothing is the gift that keeps on giving. You just leave it alone. It's always present and always available at all times. When you make it something, it becomes conditional. I got to go to the retreat to get a sense of this. I got to go to the Himalayas. Now it's South America is the new place to go. Then instead of taking, you know, vows, you're taking ayahuasca. You know, it's like, it's, they're all variations of trying to make nothing into something so that you can understand it. And the fact is, if you understand it, that ain't it. <laughs> this blows your freaking little system of thought. It blows it. If this has not a chance, this is like standing in a wind tunnel yelling, I know. The wind's just going to blow you freaking away. You know? So like in Zen, the highest form of mind, one of them they say, is, uh, I don't know. You know? Because what happens when the I don't know happens, then you find out. And find out is a much stronger, substantial form of knowledge than mentally knowing. Yeah? When you find out, you can actually become convinced. You can actually move from surrender and then taking it back and surrender and then taking it back to surrender. Yes? You can stabilize in these things you only saw as an experience you could have, as you as the stability. Yeah? This is like now seeing the you is in unstable, truly, yeah? And now those experiences that you are having as this unstable you now become states, and you're more that than you are the unstable you. Now you're having the experience of an unstable you from the state, yes, of nothingness. Instead of trying to have an experience of nothingness from this stable sense of you, which is totally fucking unstable. It's all based on circumstances and situations. If you, for a period of stop, time, stop thinking to yourself, you have no fucking idea who the hell you are. And that's closer to what, to what you are than anything. Yeah? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, it's like, um, how are you going to approach that? Can you sign up for like a six-month course? It's just an invitation. You've got all the information you could ever possibly need. All you need is a match to light it. All you need is a catalyst. You got the engine, you got the car, you got the road maps, you got all the avenues to express this lovely state, but your car's not starting. This message is just like dropping a couple of uh, drops of gas. I don't think they have carburetors anymore. My cars do, because <laughs> they're old. <laughs> you drop a couple of drops of gas in the carburetor, the key's there, the ignition's there, the wheel's there, the tire's there, just turn it on and it catches, yeah? It's now drive. If you stand there and keep pouring more gas, you flood it. You're back in the same state that you just got relief from, yeah? Why? Because you want more of the relief. More gas, no. Less is more, you know, less works. So this message, in my, my sense of it, is like a simple invitation. A lot of us here have lifestyles already. This isn't like a new lifestyle we're trying to convince you to adapt to. We're not adding anything on to what you're doing or subtracting. We have no freaking opinion about what's going on in your life. All we're saying is, just maybe, just maybe, if you're not the center of the system called self-centeredness, then the system will have to morph. It'll have to reconfigure. Because it's held by a gravity. It doesn't have power that's affecting you. You're the gravitational source. The obsession and identification as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity 
is holding all of this in place. Yeah? If that center, if the moon, that's acting like a sun, yeah? The moon never has light of its own. When you're looking at it at night, that's not its light. The sun hits it, and then it reflects it, yeah? We're calling this little moon, this little moon, this little moon, the sun. We've made a, like a hybrid, bastardized version of a universe. We're the center, self-centered. All that, everything's in collision. This giant asteroid belt's constantly attacking us. Comets are flying in and out. We're affected by every circumstance. One thought can ruin a day on our planet. And one thought, one thought held his mind could change your whole Saturday. <laughs> You're the weakest planet of all. You're totally subject to all the whimsical movements of your little universe. Yeah? You're not the sun. What would happen if the moon dropped, or at least doesn't even have to move? It just realizes, hey, this light, I'm not doing this light. I'm not having this light. I'm not the, I'm not the transmitter of this light. Maybe your mind would look and see the sun. And then maybe everything would get realigned, and maybe your universe would look a little better. And maybe peace would reign over your little planet called Paul. And the planet's Paul's orbits would be traveling lighter. Yes? The comments and asteroids, almost like a miracle, stop picking on your little planet. They moved a little farther away. They were still there, but they weren't adversarial anymore. They're not fucking with you. Like this. And maybe things would spin better. Yeah, why not? Try it. And the thing is, once you entertain nothing, there's no more to get. Actually, there's less getting. You just keep entertaining nothing, and every bit of value you've ever put on anything sort of gets rearranged. And those big, noble spirituality things seem to be one of the worst things I ever possibly could have done, in a way. <laughs> it's very surprising. You think Pluto's the ninth planet. It may shift into being the first planet. You know, you everything... And then you find out. That's the beauty of it, yeah? You, you need to be alert, because you don't know. I mean, seriously. Your value system is not of self, so it's not rooted in time. It's now the value goes where to where it's best used, which is now. Yeah. Instead of constantly be farmed out to what could possibly happen to me and what did happen to me, you, your attention and interest, like serfs, isn't sent to those fields. They're all dried up. One has never even happened yet, and the other one's been has been plowed hundreds of times. You've gotten every little nugget of mind candy you could ever find in that field. The system of centeredness, not self-centeredness, values now. It doesn't have to take a class about being here now. It realizes it can't be anywhere else. It doesn't have any drive to get into the moment because it realizes it can't be out of the moment. It has no drive to get out of self because it realizes it could not possibly ever be in self. Yeah? It's so beautiful. How much time would it take to get out of an imaginary problem? How much? If you recognized it was imaginary, how much time? None. But if you don't recognize it's imaginary, that problem can hold as many solutions that you lay on it. <laughs> it will just morph into a bigger problem. Your solutions will be the biggest problem of all. Because you're trying to apply a solution to something that's not happening. Yeah. Why do you think a lot of shit doesn't work? 
why do you believe that a lot, even the old traditional ways of getting out of prison, they never break you out of the prison? Because there is no prison. Yeah? It's your belief that there is one, that's what causes this to be so. Yeah? You're the, you're the bar maker. You're the one who made that terrible pot with the lousy mattress. You're the one that's <laughs> believing all this shit. Yeah? And maybe you'd like to become, you know, a meditator. Well, I bet you you'd travel a lot lighter in it if you did. After this little thing was entertained, if you have that predilection, you may become a med- You may meditate. You'll never become a meditator. That's the good news. You'll just be meditation, yeah? Or there'll be Tai Chi or surfing, whatever. Everything's worn loosely because they're not there to acquire something you already have. They're like forms of expression, yeah? Not a form of acquiring or a... Selfing, you know, selfing? That narration that it's a, I would say it's a mental process that if listened to, you hear it because you're conscious, yeah? But if listened to, it produces, it's like a swoon, like a swoon song. It produces a sense of being a self, yeah? So let's say you have a bottle and everyone sees it as a bottle, yeah? It's just simple as that. It doesn't lead to anything else but a bottle, yeah? Now let's say it's my bottle. Now, what is the bottle be? What, how is the bottle used by the conditional mind? Now, it's used as a pointer to the one, to the owner of the bottle. Yeah, same thing. Action. Yeah, an action. Clear and simple. That's what happens. Yeah, but the the mental process claims the action as being the doer. So every action in this situation implies the doer. The doer. Yet you never see the doer. You see a body, but you don't see. Your head doesn't believe it's a body. It says, I have a body. Yeah? It doesn't believe it's a body. A lot of times it hates the body. It's like a deal with the devil. The only way it can get any relevance is to identify with this, but it's not happy about being identified with this. Yeah? It really isn't. So here, bottle. Okay, bottle. My bottle. Feeling. Okay, my feeling. The feeling is used, yes? To point to the feeler. Thought. My thought. Every thought is used without us noticing it to a point to the phantom Paul, the thinker, yeah? Every feeling is used to point to the feeler. Everything that's heard is point is used to point to the hearer. Everything, everything that's seen is used to point to the seer. Yeah? It's co-opted life and it's using it and it made it into like a signpost. Yeah? Every doing, there must be a doer. Every hearing, there must be a hearer. Every feeling, there must be a feeler. Every problem, there must be someone who has the problem. Time, my time. Life, my life. Body, my body. Hair, my hair. (laughs) See the difference between a thought and my thought? It's unbelievably huge. The difference is in weight and heaviness, yeah? Someone comes over and says they have a problem. It doesn't seem to affect me. I don't get heavy. Yeah? But the same problem, if I think I have it, it's heavy as hell. See the role that we play? We're giving everything all the meaning it has. And the biggest meaning I believe the system of meaning giving can give is to be you. And it's crowned that to this little idea of a mental process. So attention and interest is constantly pledging allegiance to that you. Yeah? That's why you can't go to sleep sometimes at night. 
because the uh, the theater of thought is still on, and you're just like a a devoted follower. It's like you know, Die Hard 18, you know, or you know the worst movie time, you know, the 30th edition of it. Now it's in 3D. Oh, it's the same old, same old, yeah? But you can't leave the theater, can you? Your attention is just glued to it. Why? Because it's about you, yeah? If someone else's movie was on, you'd leave in a minute. You'd say, oh, you, these jujubes suck. This popcorn's stale. It actually smells in this theater. Bye-bye. But you're in there. Why? Why is that? Why am I not interested in your problems, but usually interested in what's called mine? It's called the act of being identified, yes? That is the daily application that keeps us in this little trance, yeah? If it stopped for a sufficient amount of time, you would be liberated from this seeming bondage. You don't need to be liberated because you're not bound, but you would feel like you were liberated, yes? If the thought system was put on hold for a couple hours, man, you'd be like... A stranger in a strange land, man. Yeah? It's produced. The feeling of you is produced. It's a product. If the production stops long enough, the product won't be made. Yeah? So this product is, when it's produced by selfing, when it finally comes out, which is where we're at, a lot of us now, we're we're at the end of the conveyor belt. The feeling of me that's so prevalent, the feeling of being the doer and the haver and this and that, is the end of the line. <laughs> this is not the beginning of life. <laughs> this is the this is this is about six squares after the game started. Yeah, we're, that we're attempting to start here. And if we, we hear an idea about, about the source or about eternity, we try to turn around as this little boot on the Monopoly game board, and we try to roll the dice to get back to square one. You know, get out of jail free. Eight hundred, whatever. You know. We don't realize the boot's never going to be free from the Monopoly board. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But you're not the boot. Yeah? This is a product. The feeling of Paul is a product. Even though when it's produced, it feels like it was before the product making, but that's its little trick, yeah? It makes you feel like you're a historical figure. So you believe you were here before, before something else happens, yeah? In other words, I believe I was here an hour ago. There's a belief that I was. There's no proof, but there's a belief. I was here an hour ago. It's called remembering Paul. That's what the mind's doing all day. It's remembering itself. Yeah? This little supply line can be cut. If you just entertain, you're not the center of the whole system. Just try Just entertain it. It's not meditate on it. Please don't do that. Walk around loosely, entertain the possibility. Hey, I may not be that. If you're not that, you can actually be free from it. Yeah? Not as it, which most people are trying to do. They're trying to be free as a self. That's why a lot of shit doesn't work. Yeah. But you can be from. You can be free from the bondage of self because if you realize you're not the whole product, you'll see the whole production line. You'll see it. You'll see how the self is made and reinforced and structured. And in the seeing of it, it may just whack you and you may get a shift of emphasis to the seeing. And I say you're more of seeing than you are of what's being seen. Your nature is more of that which is seeing than anything that's ever been seen. 
And I'll tell you, once the interest and attention gets a flavor of its nature, which is no thingness, because interest and attention can't be seen, you can't acquire it, you can't, you know, box it up, you can't get 50 grams of it, yeah? It's of no thingness. When it recognizes just the possibility, hey, I may not be a thing, it's going to swoop back into its nest, its real source, which is no thingness, yeah? And then the same interest and attention that's keeping you up at night is going to enrich your life. The exact same interest and attention. It'll just be freed from the slavery to an idea called self. Yeah? The same attention, exact same energy. The same energy that seems to have you bound will be the freedom. It's the same energy. It's just like faith. Everyone here has tons of faith. It's like a possibility of mind, yeah? But faith manifests here. Its power manifests here in the vehicle it's put in. Many people have a lot of faith in the thought system. They believe the thoughts. They believe they're the thinker of it. They believe they're the doer. They believe this place is real. They believe they're a body. They believe, yeah? In that, that addiction to self... The interest and attention is what keeps the, the shackles in place. Yeah? Because if it's about you, you're going to be interested in it. We're just questioning, if you're not that you, what's going to happen? Your interest and attention will be freed to fly back home. Not in this little cage, but out. Yeah, And you'll be the richer for it. You'll see the value in what doesn't seem valuable. You know, just a regular day on a Saturday. Yeah, you won't be looking at this thing. I got to get something from this meeting. It's just a form of expression. You realize you have your own seat assignment. Everyone does, and in that seat assignment, that's your invitation. That's the model. It's not an engraved seat. The music goes on. You get up and you walk somewhere else, and you may have another seat assignment. Yeah, but right where you are is the perfect place because why you're there. Yeah. <laughs> when you were a kid, were you think when you were playing, did you ever have a thought you could be a sailor else? No. At that age, you didn't have an idea of time yet. Yeah. We're entertaining impossibilities all day as if they're real. We believe we can be somewhere else than now. <laughs> <laughs> if I think enough about it, I'll make it so. No, you won't. <laughs> You'll make it so for one you, but everyone else is just walking, having a great time on Saturday. <laughs> and if you try to communicate why you're worried about a particular what's not happening, they can't get it because they're entertaining another particular what's not happening that usually doesn't fall on the same imaginary day. <laughs> so they're worried about three weeks from now. You're worried about next week. There's no form. How can we connect? Because <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> no matter how much I can articulate it incredibly well, but it's not here. <laughs> you want the immunity to what's not happening? Just realize it's not happening then there's nothing more you need to do. Yeah? You're already here. If you just question the absurdity of all these impossibilities our mind is entertaining, where do you get left? Right where you've always been. And then that statement from the Course in Miracles that I need do nothing will re ring really true for you. It talks about all different paths and it say all of them will secede in time because it's the mind's intention. But hey, if you want to save some time, 
you know, they're all going to bring you to a realization, I need to do nothing, why not stop there? <laughs> you know? I mean, you're going to get to nothing. You collect thousands of somethings, they're going to always add up to nothing, why not start at nothing? Yeah, why not? Oh, I cannot possibly do that. I'm not equipped. Yes, you are. <laughs> You're here. <laughs> That's the only requirement. <laughs> You've already met the whole, you know. That's your resume. <laughs> All right. What's your What's your uh, past experiences here? <laughs> Where are you headed here? <laughs> Where do you expect to find end up here? All right. You're in. <laughs> Shit. I have nothing to do. Exactly. That's where the real rub is. The irrelevance of selfing. That's what it doesn't want to accept. It's not special and unique. Yeah, you can be unique thinking you're enlightened and you can be feeling really unique not being enlightened. Yes? There's a uniqueness in both those little takes. Yeah? The mind wants to be relevant. It doesn't have a life so it claims all the activities of living by the act of identification. My, 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 my. And then every time you claim something, it's used to point to the phantom. And so this this really happened. Therefore, it, this is real. This is a tricky little mind, yeah? Something happens, an, an event happens. You can't deny it, yeah? I mean, I got to buy a car or something like that. That event happened. But what the mental process does, it uses that undeniability and infers it to the phantom. The doer, yeah? The haver, the thinker. Thinking proves that I'm, there's a thinker. Feeling proves that there's a feeler. Uh, experiences or actions prove there's a doer, yeah? And how are you going to dispute the action? Very difficult. So therefore, it just infers, well, how can you dispute the doer of the action? Okay. No, it's bogus. It only wins in the mental court. If you bring it to the court of light, it's thrown out the case. You're free. Yeah? <laughs> in this, there's a lot of, uh, what do you call them, uh, appeals, you know, about, you know, get out of guilt and shame, but the doership is always in place. Yeah? Always in place. I'm going to change what I'm doing. I'll become a better doer. Okay, that's a path, all right? I'll become the best doer. That's an extreme path. But what about, you know, there's no doer. That's no path at all. Yeah. I promised myself I was going to stay calm today. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I really feel for you, though. Seriously. Self can't get out of self. That's the dilemma, yeah? The trap is a mobile trap. Yeah? It's not a trap that you leave. The feeling, the wanting to leave it is part of the trap, yeah? The, the wanting to get there is part of the trap. Not the wanting to get there and a leave, but what they imply, that there's a lever and a getter, Yeah? Everything the mind comes in contact with, like that guy Trunk Rinpoche said, it will take advantage of. How does it take advantage of it? Through the my, yeah? Everything it comes in contact with, through the my, it takes advantage of it. It claims it and uses it as a pointer 
and there's so much pointing, there must be something is pointing to. You never see it, but it's just inferred, right? It's just assumed. It's just uh, it's just obvious, yeah? All of this constantly being used to point, there must be that, yeah? How can you argue with all of this? You can't. There must be a that. It's its logic, yeah? It leaps by the claiming to being the one that's doing it, yeah? We're just sort of attempting to question it. We're going to, we're questioning, we're questioning the product after it's made, yeah? With the sense that you'll see that you're not that. And then you'll see, you'll be able to see the product being made, but the final culmination of your belief of it will not, yeah? And immunity will build up. So the conveyor belt will keep on producing selfing, but there won't be the final product, the living, talking, you know, like the dolls that have a little voice box with the little, I'm, I'm in fear, I'm worried, I'm scarce concerned, it's really important, please listen to me, I know you can't understand me, I'm very special, da 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 all this, yeah? It doesn't matter, yeah? You'll see it. If you see it one day, you're going to get a real sense, hey, that's what I am, I'm the seeing, yeah? I'm the seeing of what I'm not. What's more there to, what's there to do? Whatever's called on you to do. Yeah? Every day the trumpet co- goes and you, you have a day, you know, and you're gonna be called to action. But is there one who's the actor? No. It's just called to action. It's like no matter how many clouds appear in the sky, they don't affect the sky. Yes? No matter how much rain explodes in the sky, it doesn't get wet. No matter how many birds shit in the sky, it never sticks on the sky, does it? It always falls onto the earth, or your car, usually. (laughs) But it doesn't stick to the sky, yeah? The sky allows all this to happen, yet none of what happens in it affects it. That's sort of like mine. It's like the Course says, you know, we're the dreamer of the dream, yeah? We forgot we're the dreamer, and we've given everything we've dreamt the power to affect us. Doesn't that sound like your day? So a, there's been a dreamer, there's been a dreaming of a doer, a thinker, yeah? And as soon as there's a thinker, then the thoughts have a huge effect on you, yeah? As soon as they're my thoughts, they have an incredible power, don't they? I'm the dreamer, you're the dreamer of the dream, we forgot that we're the dreamer, we've given everything all the power to affect us. Everything we've dreamt, we've given it the power to affect us, yeah? That's sort of the situation every day. How does that come to pass? There's a simple word that signifies its whole crux, which is my. My. The my bridges it from just an action to the doer. My bridges it to a feeling to a feeler. My bridges it from a thought to a thinker. My bridges it. All of it gets bridged by the my. See it. There is seeing of thought, consciousness, yeah? The mental process arises and slips in the mind, yeah? The mind sees that, but because we're identified with the phantom, we don't see that aspect of it, yeah? We see the thought, but we don't see the the prior thought that we are the thinker. You don't see that usually, do you? It just becomes an assumed state. 
I'm the thinker of these. Yeah? I'm the doer of these. These are my actions. I'm the this. Yes? Yeah, yeah. Here's selfing. Selfing's going on. You know, maybe you get clearer about it, right? You realize, Jesus, this is like listening to K-Paul all day, like radio station, like a fundamentalist fucked up station selling tons of advertising about I, me, my all day. Yeah? So let's say you realize five minutes of the half hour show you've just been listening to, hey, that's bullshit. Yeah? Oh, so now there's some seeing of the selfing. Yeah? The selfing, 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 selfing. So here you see it now. But then it still leads to being the one who saw it. So the, the one who saw it pops up. Yeah? And now it's claiming to be the one who saw the seeing or being the one that the seeing's driving crazy. Yeah? That's also seeing. Yeah? Okay? Now you see more of the seeing. Then they get to a point, another pop-up. Oh, I'm a really fucking divine seer. I'm seeing quite a lot of what's happening, yes? But, yeah, that's the claiming once again. That isn't, that's also seeing. There's no point where a noun pops up. There's just seeing. Yeah? Selfing, seeing. Seeing or selfing, seeing or selfing. Selfing keeps going pop up, and then usually we get into that, and then we start looking from that. Yeah? The seeing is forgotten, now we're looking. It's called self centeredness. But if you can watch it and see when it pops up, hey, I'm not that either, it falls down like a fake card, and after a while, everything keeps falling down, and then now your lens is really opened up, and there's a lot of wideness. Like you've got a wide, aperture that can contain this whole sky, yeah? You're reflecting an incredible amount of space. It's going to produce something in your manifestation. Peace, a clarity, you know, a sense of traveling lighter. All of that clarity is going to produce a lot of byproducts. And then you'll be an expression of the richness of mind instead of the slavery of a part of a mind called mental process. I hope that didn't make any sense to anybody. <laughs> All of it is, these are like words, but they're like on the envelope. The message is nothing, yeah? Usually, you've you got to use words to, to sort of put the mind a little bit to sleep, the agitation, and then slip in the message through the mail slot. And when the mind opens it up, it says, there's nothing here, throws the envelope. Ah, that's great. Now that nothing's in, and it starts doing its little thing, starts eroding the little fucking house of cards and they keep I keep getting this junk mail look at all this fucking writing and then there's nothing in there oh, it gets out <laughs> I don't want to get this message anymore it gets out <laughs> eats away and suddenly you drop into another level of relaxation yeah so like everything is in the exact same place it was but you're, you're dropped and it's a relaxation that 50 Thai massages wouldn't produce. It's a relaxation from the bondage of self. <coughs> and then you'll, maybe you'll almost hear it in a way. It goes, boom, you feel like some energy drops. And, you're like, and, then, and you usually find out months later, you go, wow, shit, something happened. <laughs> you know I mean? We're way out to lunch, our conditional mind. You know? <laughs> the narrator is like on page 30, you know, <laughs> a, a newspaper from 2004. It's where, like the obits or something. This is, and then it just drops, and the mind opens up. And then you, um, at each meeting, if you just, if you still have that predilection, go to meetings. 
you'll have an ease and comfort while you're there, not there, not a grasping or a claiming or comparing. You'll see that arise, but your intention won't waver. You'll be resting in presence, you know, the presence of mind. When there's a self as a present, then there's really an absence of mind, really. You're absent of mind. And you want to get that presence, but you can't get the presence as an absence. You're inherently absent. That's the presence. You realize there is no thing called Paul, and then you sense a presence. You can't really have both at the same time, because it will make the presence an experience, which will cause it to be more absent, really. Once you make it an experience you had, you pretty much put it on the spiritual mantle, and now it's all neutered. Then you know only a few ways that will lead you back to that, and usually they tend not to work anymore. Frustration arises, yeah? But there's another way to go about it. If there is no you, you're inherently absent. That's the presence. That's the presence. You sense something. And the mind, it never leaves its eye off the ball, and that ball's always there. It's truly reliable, because it's always there. As long as you're alive, it's there. As long as there's a moment of awareness, that's it. You have access to it, or as it, really. Hallelujah. You want me to perform any more? Like a little circus animal. Let him out of the cage. Then I've got to get on with my Saturday. You didn't talk that long. Yes, who? No, I think you're doing fine, bro. You enjoy it, right? You enjoy it. And just enjoy it. What is revealed doesn't have to be authenticated. It's been revealed for you. You'll authenticate it by how it digests. If you actually, the greatest lie in the world could free you if held in a certain way. It's really not about the content at all. It's about the energetic thing going on. That's really it. So if you really enjoy dreaming, enjoy the hell out of it. Mine or not just dream, whatever. It doesn't matter. Consciousness, is it true that it never sleeps? Well, that is what you think consciousness is. There's a lot of different takes on consciousness. I like to call 
what I'm pointing with is mind. I like the old Zen way they used it in Chinese, old Zen. They use mind. I like that. Because there's a human consciousness that if you, on one level, the level of being conscious as it is today, you can take an anesthesia and not be awake. That level of consciousness can be negated by a drug. Our daily consciousness around. Now, is there a consciousness behind that? Probably, but who knows? There's a lot of ways people speak about consciousness. I'd much rather talk about it as mind, aspects of mind. It just works for me. Because I think consciousness is used to be everything, but then you see your daily experience of consciousness is you don't seem to be conscious of a lot of things. I'm not conscious of where my keys are, and I've been looking for them for 15 minutes. It seems like consciousness is very limited when you take it as a functioning aspect of your day. So there's all different definitions of consciousness. I like to go to mind. The idea of mind rings to me. Yep? So I heard a lot of, like, be where your feet are, and you can, what you believe, you can achieve. But what I'm kind of wondering is how do you tap into that? Is that through affirmations? Is that kind of when you hit the subconscious mind? Is there a way to actually achieve, like you were saying with the cloud, you focus on that negative dark cloud, it kind of becomes the weather front, and it kind of, you know, blocks you out of the sunlight. Is there a way to, is there a certain way or method that you would recommend to, you know, tap into the sunlight instead Mm. of necessarily focusing on a cloud? Uh, No. I mean, there's other places that talk about that. I would just direct maybe your attention to who is it that wants to tap into that, that light, yeah? You know what I mean? There's a feeling behind the question as a someone who'd like to tap into the light, yeah? With a sense, maybe not conscious, but a sense that he, that he, he or she's not tapping into the light, yeah? I'm questioning that, the validity of that. That, that idea of view that a lot of times in its pursuit of light is actually actively in the denial of not being where the light is. Yeah, I always like to question that. There's tons of processes and a lot of people that give you processes, affirmations and stuff. I try to stay with nothing. You know, I'm good at that. Nothing. And you can't return nothing. There's no warranty. You can't sue me for it. So, because you didn't get anything. <laughs> it's really a good way. It's a good product to sell. <laughs> it's like, you have what you have, you just gotta use it. Well, I'm not, why not you just uh, find for yourself, yeah? Just let this information go in if you're interested in it. Come back or listen to other people, let it get in, and it will start configuring a new way to look at things, yeah? And then uh, hopefully some faith will arise in the, the virgin aspect of mind, and it will sort of uh, start uh, diminishing the faith you have in the the narration up there, the mental process, that selfing. Because a lot of us have a lot of faith in that. Yeah, You have to realize, for, for this body to feel the effects of a thought that's about next week, right, to produce the contraction and the sweatiness and the, and the uh, anxiety, yeah, there has to be a lot of faith involved. Yeah? Like a great healer, supposedly Jesus was a great healer, he, he raised someone from the dead, 
but at least that guy was dead at once, yeah? Our minds are raising feelings about something that's not happening, yeah? By thinking about next week, we can produce a dis-ease right now and actually check out of here, even though we can't, but we'll become unconscious to what's happening and become hyper-conscious to what's not happening. That's an incredible power, don't you think? That's faith, that's mind. Can you imagine if you allowed that faith in mind to be freed from that slavery to the, the machinations and the reinforcements of this idea of self and let it go to, let's say, another modality of mind, let's say, empty mind or clarity mind or spacious mind, that faith would produce an incredible uh, demonstration here. Yeah. So, see, so to me, the whole, everything hinges on the you. Yeah. I don't like to have opinions about anything else going either way. I just like to question that one center point that the whole seesaw is going on. Yeah. If you took that down, it just may be a flat plank. <laughs> it may not have much activity anymore. Yeah, just be, and you just see it going. <laughs> yeah. It's quite boring. If you see one segment of it, you've seen it all, really. It's like a loop. Yeah? If you wrote down things you were afraid of 20 years ago, I'm afraid of this, I'm afraid. All you do is change, you know, have a little blank and just put different objects and things. But it, the basic state would be f- a fear, anxiety. That's reliance on self. Yeah? When faith is given to this, this uh, mental condition, selfing, yeah? It produces anxiety. Lots of anxiety. Yeah? That same faith, if put somewhere else, can produce an ease and comfort in your own skin right now. It's the same energy. It just matters what vehicle it's put in. And you're not the one to distribute it to this vehicle or that vehicle. Just question, am I in one vehicle? <laughs> Is this really my car? And I'm, am I really the driver? If you're not, the faith will move where it's going to move. Yeah? That same faith that binds you to what's not happening in, in a form of slavery, it may free you to the moment right now. Yeah, same, same energy. So you can tell, look at what's the seeming state. If that is seen not to be so, then other states arise, yeah? Other, other things that seemed impossible as me now become really possible when I'm not me, yeah? Yeah. And you know, oh, wait, one more. <laughs> window is going down there. You just got in. <laughs> Good to see you again. How can you use my emotional pain to grow emotional pain? Yeah. Well, what do you mean? What do you want? Just pain uh, because something happened and uh, I'm just in this field. I don't know how. No, there's emotional pain and then you're in fear around it. So it's like a double, like a two-layer cake. <coughs> so there's emotional pain, and then there's a fear, because the mind's... But it's later. Hmm? The, uh, the fear later, yeah. but... Uh, the emotional pain. Well, you know, there is some... Uh, this isn't like a message to escape. What's happening? Yeah. You can just... I just feel it guarantees that you'll travel lighter through it but it's not going to change the, ge- the geography of your action figure. 
Yeah. If shit's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah. But you would probably travel lighter if it doesn't, if it isn't seen as happening to you. But it doesn't mean when you see it's not happening to you, it, it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I find the, what gives it a lot of meaning that makes it, extends it a lot in time and makes it a lot heavier is when it's happening to you. But there is no free ride here in manifestation, yeah? Yeah, there are some dues to pay, so to speak. You know, there's other skillful means to alleviate some of it, I would imagine, but the way I always view it is it's, I'm not that which having it, and so a lot of shit that I could never have handled before, I can walk through. Because it's not me, yeah? But it doesn't mean it's all turned into a nice garden of blissful flowers, and the birds don't shit, and the, the, the bugs don't bite, and no, the bugs bite, the birds shit, and shit happens. <laughs> I'm actually, lately, 